This week, well, we thought we had a holiday break, but the Argos decided to do some stuff while we were enjoying our time off. we got new coaches, we've got a schedule, so we've got some stuff to talk about. It's the Argos FanCast. You can find us at Argos FanCast or anywhere you find your friendly neighborhood podcast. Just search Argos FanCast, Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else you find podcasts. You can find us. Just search Argos FanCast. We are a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. You can find them at CF Pod Network on Twitter, and CFPodNetwork.ca is the World Wide Web where you can find all kinds of great fan-driven shows from across the country, down south, and over in Japan. I am Clay Chisholm. You can find me at All Kinds of Clay on the Twitter machine. And joining us, as always, our resident historian from ArgoFans.com, the tenured professor, Will Gertler. Good evening, everybody. I wish... Uh... Everybody, happy holidays, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at ArgoFans, or join up at www.argofans.com, where you can complain about the schedule like everybody else. And from the Double Blue Order, Sir Douglas of House Ballinger, second of his name, Lord of Section 116, Warden of the South Side, and protector of the realm. And this protector of the realm will be back for the 2020 season. You can find me on Twitter at DougB519. You can find my group, the Double Blue Order, who is already uh, who is already planning our big days next for next season on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Double Blue Order, on Twitter at Double Blue Order, and on Instagram at the Double Blue Order. All right, guys. Um, well, I guess we can uh, start with the big news coming out of Argoland. We've signed a bunch of players. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not, the, that, that's, that's not the big news. That's not the big news. That's quasi-big news. Yeah. The Argos have made a change at head coach. Corey Chamberlain has been relieved of his head coaching duties. And the Argos have hired former Alouette's offensive coordinator, former Calgary Stampeders quarterbacks coach, and we are going to put him as the reason that the, the quarterbacks in Calgary have succeeded over the last few years. It is Ryan Dinwiddie is your 45th head coach in the whole ton of years the Argos have been around. 45 coaches at 136, wait, 146 146. years. Yep. That's a a coach every 3.24444 years. Nerd. What a great statistic. Nerd. (laughs) No, it's not a great statistic, but I mean... All we can really do is look forward. We do not own a time machine. Um, Now, I'm just going to put this out there just in case one of us do invent the time machine. I'm going to pull the card from the Big Bang Theory. We will meet um, at BMO Field 
10 minutes from now, if any one of us uh, invents a time machine in the near future. Am I, Since am we're I, still am recording, I, I'm am pretty bring, sure none of us did. Am I bringing the beer? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and we're still recording, so we're obviously not at BMO Field. None of us has been smart enough to invent the time machine. So we can only do, deal with the here and now. And we have Ryan Dinwiddie as our next head coach. When, when this came about, what did you guys think? I know we, there was a lot of, you know, Ryan Dinwiddie talked to the Argos. And, and for some reason, we heard it very quietly, well before any of the big guys reported it, that uh, he had met with the Toronto Argonauts. And then it came out that he discussed multiple options. And everybody was looking at him as, a, as an OC in BC or, or Saskatchewan or somewhere else. And... Now he's a head coach. Well, what were your thoughts on this? I was just relieved that Corey Chamberlain was out. I had sort of resigned myself to the fact that he was going to be back, and the Argos go ahead and uh, surprise us a little bit, I think. I think it, you know, is we all thought it was going to be O'Shea or bust, but obviously they liked what they heard from Dinwiddie in the interview and decided to take a big step by promoting a QB coach to head coach. Yeah, well, I, and the other thing too, we weren't the only one looking at him as a as a possible head coach. He did interview in in Ottawa for the same job. And, you know, we all know how that turned out. Um, I, I think this is a, uh, th- this is more in the lines of what uh, Michael Clemens said when he first took over as the general manager is he wanted to create a sustain he want to create sustained excellence in this in this organization and i think this is the first time in a long time that we are at least talking about trying to create that long-term setup much like they have in calgary where you know they just you know keep churning and churning year after year after year um and having some exposure to the way that system works, whether or not he agreed with everything that went on there. Um, I think Ryan Dinwiddie probably did learn a lot from that situation. And I'm not, he, he wouldn't have been my first choice, but I'm not, I'm not unhappy with this, with this choice. I, I'm glad that we, did get rid of Corey Chamberlain. Um, he looked extremely out of place as a head coach. Completely different than he looked as a, as a DC. But it, it, it was time to move on. There were too many bad decisions made. Whether or not he lost the room, I think, is irrelevant. 
and I think that even if you make the argument that he didn't have the talent on the field, he was still making coaching decisions that were mistakes that would still be mistakes even if he had a you know a 14 win team absolutely Doug what did you think of the Dinwiddie hiring first of all I thought holy crap we got we got a white walker uh but uh <laughs> but um I thought that I was in the same boat as well. I thought we were going to be sticking with Chamberlain for another year. And uh, all of a sudden I see, all of a sudden I'm just like the rest of you guys to see it pop up on Twitter. I'm like, whoa, they actually made a move. I was kind of shocked at first. And then I thought Ryan did witty. And then I thought, wait, okay. I'm beginning to think, I was thinking like, this is the kind of thing where, a lot of the fan base wanted Chamberlain gone and it really didn't matter who the hell they hired to replace him. <laughs> so everyone, ever, so they all see oh, Chamberlain's been relieved of his duties. Woohoo! Yay party. Who'd we get? Who cares? Chamberlain's gone. Woo party. <laughs> but, um, party. the hell was that? Um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, it's, I'm, pretty ple- I mean I was watching when I watched the press conference I was actually uh I was act- I wasn't act- I wasn't surprised but I was more uh impressed with with the uh with a with his his uh his vision for 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 our team going forward and I hope that it pan I hope that the that that they give him the opportunity to succeed here because we sorely need it. Yeah, and I think we should, uh, you know, take this time to uh, find out what uh, Michael Clemens thinks of Dinwiddie. Oh yes, right. Ryan is that guy who is on the verge. Uh, and I made the example, uh, made a couple of examples uh, earlier um, that, you know, when I came here, Bob Obilovich was the guy. But Bob Obilovich was hired around the same age uh, as Ryan is now. He was a former player who was hired that time and uh, one of the most consistent guys uh, we've had over over course of time. When you look around, Wally Bono was hired the same way. Dave Dickinson was hired the same way. And, and so it really is taking those guys who are there, who we can grow with, who we can deal with right we will we will have expectations of being better right um but but we, we we're not going to put put the pressure of saying you you win in a great cup next year but we are going to build and, and so the 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 combination of of um, the things he brings uh, are one. Um, his dad was a football coach, and he's a football nut. He went from being four or five years old and grew right up on that sideline, and went from uh, being the ball boy to two-time state champion. Then he was the most efficient quarterback in uh, uh, college football history in terms of quarterback efficiency rating. He played in the NFL, the CFL. 
NFL and uh, the over in, uh, in in NFL Europe as well. And, and, and so when you look at that, his breadth of experiences and having played the position and and, uh, and so we really do want a team, have a team that is exciting offensively, that has that quarterback coach. When you look at the last two times we've won uh, the Grey Cup, they've been both times yeah, the head guy has been uh, a quarterback coach, uh, offensive coordinator type. And so we, we are following history and the things that have worked well uh, for us over time. And, and as well, he's going to be here throughout the offseason. His home is going to be here. Uh, the coaches that he's uh, looked at to bring on, uh, the majority of them are going to be here and living in the city. We have, um, you know, idea ideas of making sure that we give back to minor football that our coaches themselves give one day a month during the offseason to minor football to help to promote, to to coach, to mentor uh, uh, young coaches who are out there and helping our, our, our younger ones in football. And so um, this was a, a, a decision that uh, um, wasn't one thing. It's so many levels, right? And so um, trying to layer decisions and, 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 and um, uh, you know, kind of creating quality decisions uh, is... Uh, um, I think what we'd like to see uh, um, as a habit. You talk about layering decisions with free. So pinball likes them. I hope so. <laughs> Look, I, I sort of get the reluctance some people have because, oh, you're just promoting a quarterback coach who hasn't officially been an offensive coordinator. But I think he probably did have some influence over that offense in Calgary because Dave Dickinson, I think, was the de facto OC, but he was also taking his duties as head coach. So I don't think it's as big of a, a jump as uh, the titles make it sound like. But he wasn't. But wasn't he an offensive coordinator or offensive assistant in Montreal? Yeah, he but was an offensive assistant and took on some coordinator duties at times, and then at times he was just a quarterbacks guy. Hmm. But at the same time, like, I mean, when you look at the way Calgary kind of sets up, you know, they, they just promoted their offensive line coach to an offensive coordinator, and you hear so many of the players talk glowingly about the way that that it just kind of was, everybody was in on designing that offense and executing that offense and, and rolling out the, uh, the, the game plan for that week. So you're you're bringing a guy in who was part of a collective in Calgary and a very successful collective. And I hope that he, when he makes his uh, coaching decisions, as far as who is uh, coming in to join him, that he kind of looks at that as something that he's got to, got to work with as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, I mean, we all know. I, I mean, most of us know what MLS and E is looking for, what the ownership is looking for out of this team, and we all know what their vision of this team is. And I think now, with with pin with pinball at, at the GM role, with Mur, with Murph as his as his assistant, and then now with Ryan Dinwiddie as a head coach, this is now their ship. Yep. So. So here's hoping, and they and we all like I said, we all know what they want. So here's hoping that they can bring about the change that, like I said, that bring about the change that's sorely needed. And 
we become the team that everyone hates instead of instead of ABC maybe we'll hear start hearing ABT at some point yeah it doesn't necessarily have the same ring to it no but you know yeah, it, it rhymes yeah. at least you know maybe we can bring some credence back to the center of the universe term yeah yeah well yeah that's true right yeah um, <clears throat> now there were some other coaches hired um you know, in the midst of all this, uh, BC's got their man, Rick Campbell. Ottawa announced Paul LaPolice. Um, and uh, I guess Scott Milanovic is returning to Edmonton. Meh, I'll, I'll, I'll per- perish in comparison to this. Yeah. Um, although, although I kind of lost a bet when it came to that. I kind of lost a bet. Wait, what did you bet on? Oh, I just thought that Rick Campbell was going to Edmonton as opposed to BC. Yeah. I think a lot of people did. Yeah. Papa, Papa Campbell. But I know you, you did hear right away that sort of, oh, he may have some connections with BC that would push him that way. Yeah. Yeah, but I was really hoping for BC just so we just so we could start just so I could start calling Edmonton the Green Yellows. <laughs> yeah, no, but they they Edmonton went out and got uh, Scott Milanovic, and it, which you know kind of really confused me a little bit because he's still technically under contract to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, but they're out of the playoff race, so it doesn't matter. Right on the wall there, he yeah, is that he was. That coaching staff's probably on the way out. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. I, I was, I know, I I was a little bit upset about the Paul LaPolice hiring in Ottawa. A little bit shocked by that as well. Um, but, I mean, it sounds like they're giving him free reign to do what he wants, bring in who he wants, and have some kind of say over who... Uh, who Marcel Marcel Desjardins brings in uh, as to play for him as well. That change that changes the dynamic in the East ever so slightly. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it, I um, think it, if anything, I think it increases the competition because, well, let's see. Ed, let's see. You have you have scum down the road who have Orlando Steinauer, right? They made it all the way to the final. You have <clears throat> you have Montreal who resigned Kari, who has. Extended Kahari Jones, so they're going to be, and they were really surging near the end of the season, and they actually made the playoffs. And then you have us, who signed Ryan Din, who got rid of Corey Chamberlain and signed Ryan Dinwiddie. Positive move. And then you have uh, Ottawa bringing in Paul Apolice, which I thought was an outstanding move. So it just depends on what talent they can bring in come free agency in the draft. Yeah, and you know they've already started to bring in bodies left, right, and center. Um, speaking of that, they they brought in seven or signed seven players uh, to the to the roster and uh, look to evaluate them over the off season and training camp. Uh, we've got uh, a handful of DBs: uh, Canadian DB Dondre Wright and Abu Conte. Uh, American defensive lineman Earl O'Kine, 
DB Malik Reeves, wide receiver, Quadarius Smith, another DB, Ermin Lane, and another wide receiver, Dre Anderson. Uh, some of these guys have had a you know a couple shots in the CFL. Um, DeAndre Wright and uh, and Abu Conte both uh, played uh, a few few uh, snaps in the CFL last year. Playing uh, Wright playing uh, three games with the Blue Bombers, as well as having uh, some time with the Alouettes in seventeen and eighteen. Conte played with the Stampeders last year, five games for them. And 14 games for the uh, Bombers between 17 and 18. And then we've got what some people are terming as Willie Jefferson Light, um, Earl O'Kine, a large, large human, six foot nine, six foot seven, sorry, six foot seven, 290 pounds. Uh, he's 29 years old, played six games for Saskatchewan last year. Uh, after joining the team in July, and uh, he's had time in the uh, Alliance of American Football. He's had time in the NFL. He's had time in the Arena League, and he's uh, all been um, with the Stampeders and uh, the Fall Experimental League. So pretty much anywhere that would let him play football, he's played for. Hmm. Uh Reeves got a little bit of NFL experience. Smith um, is a, uh, well, he's been out of football for the most of 2019, as same with uh, Lane and Anderson as well. Um, uh, But but all guys looking to uh, try and prove that they deserve a training camp spot. Uh, And with that, we've uh, announced the release of Canadian defensive back Troy Hansen. And American defensive team. back, pardon me. He's on the team for like a week. Yep. And uh, American defensive back Anthony Covington. So. So we're then, and I mean they've been making moves all prior to the holidays here. Oh yeah, they're, like they're and, and they're and they're like, they're not being slouches about this. This is like, this is. Considering the last couple of regimes that we've had, this is really unheard of. Yeah. Uh, Murphy's really, really... uh, He's pounding pavement. pavement. Well, and at the same time, you know, it's good. You know, we have to bring in new talent. I, I shat on Pop for not really doing this. And at least, at least he's, you know, we're trying to bring in <coughs> agents to see if they can't find some diamonds in the rough. You have to. You really, really have to. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the other thing that happened uh, is... The CFL released the uh, the 2020 schedule. Really, this is the first I've heard of it. Uh, I, I don't think anybody else has uh, heard it. It's it's flew under the radar a little bit. Yeah, check the Argos Apple website. <laughs> really, you're gonna go there? I'm gonna go there. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
Way, hey, to heal, they, way, way to heal on some of our listeners there, Will. Anyway, continue, Clay. They, they put out a, uh, a, a pretty nice um, presentation for the schedule. Oh, that, that was fan-frickin-tastic. Uh, Absolutely fantastic. Adam and his team are uh, hitting, hitting home runs. Hitting home runs. They're, they're scoring touchdowns every time they turn around. Scoring touchdowns uh, with two-point converts, man. Shit. Yeah. So uh, the, we, we open up the schedule uh, week one. We're at Ottawa. Home opener against Hamilton uh, in week two. We get the Stampeders in week four. Our bye weeks, uh, week three, eight, 10, and 20. So spacing them out nicely. Um, no we, week one bye this year. Woo-hoo. No, No, we do play a neutral site game. In week seven, <laughs> against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, likely to be touchdown Atlantic again. Could be touch. Could be touchdown Mexico for all we know. Oh, to visit Mexico City in July. <laughs> yeah, get, get ready to get rained on. <laughs> There's a reason they they don't run their league in the in the dead of summer down there. Um. <clears throat> and then uh, we've got the CNE games. We've got one against Hamilton and Montreal. Those should be some, week, those should be some big draws, actually. Yeah. Yes. And then we kick into our Labor Day game, week 13, the given Monday, September 7th. Uh, no Labor Day rematch this year because we play them twice prior to Labor Day. Um, and then we've got the Thanksgiving Day game in Montreal. Ooh, turkey Bowl. And uh, we close out the, the season at home against Edmonton. All in all, it's not a bad schedule. Um, no, no Thursday night games uh, at BMO Field, all Fridays and Saturdays. That is a shock because... Haven't they been trying to push Thursdays like crazy? CFL? Yeah. Yeah. Because they long live. You know, that stupid song with the uh, <laughs> mother and sister combo there. What, one, of your, one, of your, one of your favorite bands of all time there, Will. <laughs> Third and one from the gun. I heard that song like in a restaurant, like completely independent of the CFL. It was, it was disturbing. <laughs> well, when you're not a country fan, some of those songs tend to uh, grind your gears a little bit. Hey, oh, they you kidding me? We have a guy, we have a guy in my work who listens to country all the time, and it really grinds my gears because I can't stand country music. <laughs> it's always on the shit kicker station. Whenever I get in the get in our friggin' shop in. I'm like, no shit kicker music, and I immediately yep. change it. Uh, so we'll go through some of the stats that the Argos put out here. So they've got the five of their eight home games are seven o'clock games. Okay. Uh, preseason uh, versus Hamilton on the 28th will be a school day game. It's for the children. Um, and what else we got here? Yeah, they're uh, they'd say the um, second second year in a row the double blue 
uh, have played a neutral site game, uh, but they're not exactly saying where it's going to be yet, although it sounds like it's probably going to be back out in Atlantic Canada. Um, the last home game is, Halloween. is on Halloween, and it's Fan Appreciation Night. Woohoo! Costume contest. <laughs> that should be interesting. So, anybody out there, uh, you can now get your 2020 season memberships. They're available now. Woohoo! Uh, we have all renewed. Yes. And... I moved. I moved to section 116. Yes. Row and... seven, which is apparently row two. I... Which which is row two, and it's and you're literally almost right behind me, and Joe. Yeah, you're right behind the two of us. So it's yeah, you're gonna be in first for a treat. And I and I will be moving uh, to uh, one sixteen once the relocation window opens up. Yes, our so, fail, our fail. The, the DBO's phalanx grows. <laughs> So, Call your ticket reps. Get your butt to 116. It is the place to be at BMO Field. I think we may have to uh, do some kind of halftime periscope or something like that uh, in in uh, at least one of these games. Yeah, because you got to get... Because uh, all three of us are going to be there. And, and you'll get angry well, raw and... <laughs> oh, and we'll be we'll be right in the thick of it, right in the thick of it. Uh, so it should it, it, it'll be interesting. We'll we'll, we'll have to get some uh, get some input from what people uh, want us to do. You just to let you guys know, you might get roped in to become streamer idiots. I'm just saying. I have a 14 year old and a 10 year old. That's Who would tough. love to be BMO streamer idiots? <laughs> yep. Yep. That's not a problem at all. Um, yeah, what do you, I mean, what do you guys think of the schedule? I, I'm not... The, the only one that I'm a little bit upset is I don't get to see my Rough Riders Aww. in Toronto this year. Aww. Aww. Damn right. <laughs> Poor baby. Whatever yeah. shall you do? It may have to go to Hamilton. Well, <laughs> I uh, we'll see. We'll see. Well, uh, but hey, hey, if they want to send me to Atlantic Canada in July or Mexico, I'll go. I got no problem with that. If they're set, if they're setting up a fan, if they're setting up a fan trip, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> a, little, a little bit tough. We got Saskatchewan on the twenty fifth, and then Friday night at home against Winterpeg. Uh, then we got to go, you know, after Labor Day, we got to go to BC for at ten o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Not the greatest of uh, of things to do, but to be fair. I- we have had worse. A lot worse. I am not complaining about this schedule at all. And there's a game on Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> what game is that next year? Ottawa, it's Toronto, September 19th. 
Oh. Mm-hmm. I'll be attending the article game, don't worry. <laughs> and a yarmulke. Won't go that far. But... <laughs> Look, I'm sure you can get a nice you can get a nice double blue one somewhere. The game's at, the game's at four o'clock. I can Yeah, I'm looking at in uh Man, we got a Halloween the Halloween game is on a Saturday. At one o'clock. At one o'clock. I guess Edmonton Eskimos. Whew. So we got costumes. We got ca- candy's probably going to be prevalent. Oh, you know it. Um, yeah. Your we've son got has t- all been covered in chocolates. <laughs> yes, probably. Um, and uh, and the fan appreciation all the same. Plus tailgate. I we better be appreciated. Oh, that's that's gonna man. That day is gonna be. The only thing, the only thing that I kind of am kind of miffed at is that I have to celebrate the Oktoberfest game on October second because, well, my, well, the Oktoberfest game, well, for me anyway, yeah. it always it always falls on Thanksgiving weekend, and well, they're going to be out in Montreal. We used to go into Montreal for close deep fried turkey. Yeah, it looks like yeah, we've only got one we we play October 2nd, then we're away away by week. Then, and then home on the 31st. Yes. Maybe we got a, let's see, we've got yeah, cuz we kick we start the season off in Ottawa, which I might be going to. So, just to just to try and just to try and troll Mouchoir just a little bit. Uh <laughs> and then we got then we got the home and home. Uh, in September, so once again, same kind of deal. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm not upset at the schedule. Neither am I. I think I, I, I'm cool. <laughs> I mean, I know some people are miffed that we're losing that we're losing another that we're losing a home game again next year. I know some people are, and people are probably going to be miffed at the fact that, oh, the one, one of the one home preseason game is going to be at 11 a.m. on a Thursday. I know, I know there's, there's going to be people that are going to be miffed at that, but folks, would you rather take a Tuesday night game or a Wednesday night game? I rest my case. That's the way I look at it. I rest my case. Would you, here's another, here's another thing. Would you rather have to? Would you rather have to travel all the way to the all the way to frickin' down to Lake Pollution, down uh, down and fuck down to the Hammer, to watch oh. your to watch the Argos as as neutral site? I don't think so. I mean, this this is like, don't complain about the schedule because this is probably one of the best ones we've had in a long time. Yes. Yeah. I can't. I I'm. I'm. I'm looking forward to this. I'm, I'm sorry to stir. To I'm sorry to stir up uh, bad memories of 2015 and. But, but, yeah, that's. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm really. I'm looking forward to this because I because I because I know we're gonna be hard. I know we're gonna be hard at work getting getting prepped for the 20th. So.
Alright, gentlemen, you have three minutes and you better make it good. Three minutes and we're out of here. We got three minutes and we're out. Is this thing on? Yeah. Are you hearing it? Schooner news. Oh, oh yeah. We got schooner news. Basically, they've basically they've got the funding. Woohoo! Yes, they've got the funding dependent on the fact that they get pro- that they get provincial funding, that they get a say as to where the stadium goes, and upon s- substantial completion of the stadium, then Halifax will cough up twenty million bucks. So, in other words, it's a. In other words, they said, okay, it's a rebate. <laughs> And that's a stamp of approval from Halifax. That's the best you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, that, that, that was actually the biggest hurdle to getting this because I've because they feel that the province is probably going to say, "Yeah, sure, no problem." And well, we, well, they also said Shannon Park was never was not a good is not a good idea. They're not approving that, but they but they have two other sites in mind. Um, both are a lot. Both are a hell of a lot better in my opinion anyway oh i heard the the one is the the one's got all the space that that they would want Mm -hmm. um but it's lacking a little bit of infrastructure around it and the other location has bars and restaurants and everything like that around it um and it's uh lacking in in as as much space as they would like but it does have enough to do what they want to do yeah, they would yeah. like more, but it doesn't have that. But it's got all the all the rest of the things that seem to work with uh, a CFL stadium. Yeah, because you you've got all the amenities there, right? And you and I'm pretty sure you have transit out that way and infrastructure. So yeah, that's the Dart that's Dartmouth Crossing you're talking about, I yeah. believe. So yeah, yeah. Plus they have a couple of hotels out that way, which is bonus for us traveling fans who want to go to this thing. So, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, the schooners are going to be a reality probably within the next, I'd say, within the next three to five years. So, schoon, schoon! What else? else? Oh, yeah, the, uh, like I said, we've already touched on it, but holy crap, that, that, um... That reveal, I, a couple of things went through my head. One, first thing I'm thinking, holy crap, I'm back in the, I'm back in the mid nineties, back at the, back at an arcade playing whatever pinball game was that was there. (laughs) And of course, I mean, it's pinball, a little hashtag the pinball effect, but uh, a couple of little Easter eggs in there. I'll let you guys find them, but uh but yeah, like the reveal was just absolutely amazing. So, Matt, once again, massive kudos to the Toronto Argo social team. Okay. Adam Kruger, we love you guys. And uh, just trying to think, is there anything else? I don't. Yes. Th- yes, oh. we get it, Winnipeg. You won the Great Cup. <laughs> Now, well, I, now I, they they have they haven't you know been able to do this for thirty years so 
You know, oh, I, 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 I think we I think we have to excuse the fact that um they most of them can't act like they've been there before because they haven't. This is true. <laughs> oh, one more thing. Everybody's favorite offensive line coach is back in the CFL. All right. Bob Wiley. Said hut. <laughs> is hut. returning to the, to the CFL uh, with the Red Blacks. The Ottawa Red Blacks. The, the man with the most epic boiler on the planet. What? He's man. He I. Uh, I mean, come on! Every time he says "said hut," his boiler jumps. Come on! How can you not love? How can you not love that? He's a cartoon. He's he's, he's a human cartoon. He's great. If if a cartoonist were to draw an offensive line coach, <coughs> it would be Bob Wiley. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't like stretching. Shocker. (laughs) Can he stretch is the question. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I shouldn't say that. Well, I mean, he's been been quoted as saying, I'd rather rather watch a plant grow than stretch. And all them boys in World War I, World War II, they didn't win no war on, on stretching. Push-ups, sit-ups, and shooting bad guys. But, hey, he's an offensive line coach with... Yeah. Yeah, out of a red playoff. Did I mention about... Did I mention also the one Winnipeg guy who tried to come in to the Argo subreddit and try to troll us? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I believe he did. Okay. I just still think it's funny. He's like, oh, imagine winning the Grey Cup. I go, imagine getting beat by the same team six times in a row in the Grey Cup. Yeah, yeah. And I've, and I've been mentioning that like every single time they say, if Winnipeg gets a little uppity, I just go, hey, I hope we face you guys in the Grey Cup because, well, here we go, seven in a row. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just reading some more about Bob Wiley. He's apparently a self-taught magician. A self-taught, uh, hopefully not in the sawing people in half kind of way. <laughs> you can watch ten hours of his stomach moving on you on YouTube. Nice. Yes. <laughs> and he drives a Maserati. Yeah, I Bob Wiley I picture him driving a Maserati. <laughs> he he looks like he should be getting out of a pickup truck. Nah, nah. If any, uh, I'm thinking something like a smart car. <laughs> you're you're going full cartoon here. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes, I am going full cartoon here. <laughs> All right. I could I could see him getting out of a smart car or a mini. Not, 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 not the German minis, mind you. The old British Leyland minis. I, I think we've run out of things too. No, we're we're talking about what kind of car the offensive line coach for the Ottawa Red Blacks <laughs> should uh, be driving. I think. <laughs> I think we've we run out of officially run out of things to talk about. 
Yeah, I think we have. That does it for the Argos Fancast this week. Doug, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at DougB519, and you can find my group, The Double Blue Order, on Facebook at facebook.com slash doubleblueorder, on Twitter at doubleblueorder, and on Instagram at the Double Blue Order. And Will, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at ArgoFans, and at www.argofans.com. And you can find me at All Kinds of Clay on the Twitter machine. Uh, you can find our show, the Argos Fancast, at Argos Fancast on Twitter. And anywhere you find your friendly neighborhood podcast, just search Argos Fancast. Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and anywhere else you can think to find a podcast. We are there. Just search Argos Fancast. Now, we're going to try this again. That does it for the Argos Fancast for 2019. We'll be back in 2020 unless the Argos make us do another show. Happy holidays, everybody. Set happy hell. Happy hell. <laughs> Set up. Set up. Set up.